What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA. And I'm not going to waste my time with the whole intro or a whole spiel. You guys aren't here to talk to me. You are here to hear from that guy, probably. And that guy, of course, is Ricky Starks. Now, I'm assuming if you click this video, you already know who Ricky Starks is. So, again, I won't waste too much of your time, but I did want to say two things. One thing is that we want to thank all of you people out there because you have been so supportive. You have done so much for this channel. The last video got like a thousand views, which is just insane to us. So thank you very much for that. The second thing is because of the support of people like you, uh, it allows us to have opportunities with the NWA and the talent that enters the NWA. And one of those talents in this case is Ricky Starks. Now, as you know, we received the news on Monday that Mr. Starks will no longer be competing with the NWA. He has chosen not to re-sign his contract, which is unfortunate for us as fans of the NWA. I certainly wish he was still gonna be on my NWA Power episodes, but alas, this is the way of the world. Ricky Starks is going to move on to bigger and better things, and I'm sure that Ricky is gonna be fine wherever he lands, but, did reach out to Ricky because I thought, you know, maybe the guy wants a chance to talk to you, to tell you guys how he feels and what he thought about not re-signing. What was on Ricky's mind? Everybody wants to get inside the mind of Ricky Starks, right? Look at that guy, look at his face. Look at that face, it's lovely. Anyway, the point is, is that Ricky was more than happy knowing that this is a good platform for him to come on and speak to the NWA community, the hashtag NWA fam, if you will. And we are grateful to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks was one of the very first interviews we ever had on this show. And I'll be posting that interview up later because it's still very relevant. We get to learn a lot about the stroke daddy. We all love the Stroke Daddy, and he is our very first television champion of the modern age. So you can see it. He's not naked. If you thought he was, he's not. Ricky is very open and honest in this short interview, and I think he has a lot to say and a lot of interesting factors. Even when you think the interview's about to end, when you start talking about his uh, store and his Instagram, his socials and stuff, stick around because I know what you think of me. I'm a fledgling interviewer and you think I won't ask the hard hitting questions or find the deep dives, the scoops, if you will. Just stay till the end. I think you'll find out that we get into the conversation you really wanna hear uh, about the future of the Stroke Daddies. But okay, enough talk from me. Ricky was very generous with his time. I'm gonna be very generous with your time. Follow us on all the social medias at the NWA pod. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you hit subscribe. We need all the help we can get. It'd be nice. And, and, and a guy like this shows up to, to help us out. Uh, he's, he's supporting us. He's telling you that we're worth hitting the subscribe in the, the, the bottom right corner of the thing. Anyway, let's, let's get to the interview. Are you like out and about right now? Is that what's going on? No, I'm actually walking from my car to my house. Oh, okay. 
I, uh, yeah, so you, you hear the birds and all that right now. Yeah, I was just wondering. I didn't know. I feel like I feel like quarantine would be tough for Ricky Starks. You picture like Ricky Starks being out like clubbing all the time or something. <laughs> I, well, actually, uh, Texas is open now. Oh, that's so we right. got gyms open. Everything's open, so I'm not uh, restrained to being inside no more. So I just came back from the barber shop, and uh, I'm going to go to the gym later on today and just resume as safely as possible. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's how I think we're all taking it. But did you do all right during lockdown? Did you get de- depressed or did it bum you out like it did some people? I'm sure. I, I think I did go through some small bout of depression. But um, I was just, what did I do? I just went to the park almost every day. I was at the park just working out because they have like uh, soccer goals and stuff. So I was either out there throwing a Frisbee or uh, what was I doing? Like working out, throwing frisbee, running, or just walking around. I gotcha. Well, um, I'm recording, by the way. And, uh, I'm sitting here. This is Gary Horn, and I'm sitting here with uh, the Stroke Daddy, Absolute Ricky Starks. And uh, Ricky, this is uh, obviously the NWA podcast, and so we just want to thank you for for taking time out of your day to to, to talk to us. Um, it's a it's a big deal to have you come on and, and just you were one of our first guests and we've grown a lot since then and I, I think you helped in that growth so uh, we're super appreciative of uh, of the Stroke Daddy here so thanks thanks of for doing course. this again. <laughs> of course, man. I feel like it's it's old. It's a it's something I owe to y'all. So that's I have no issues doing that. That uh, that's really nice of you, man. God, Monday was the most insane day. Um, like as if the world's not already insane enough right now, all these things hit on Monday, like, uh, with, you know, the stuff with Shad Gaspard and, uh, you know, it's a completely different spectrum of everything, but we got the news that Ricky Starks, uh, thanks to busted open radio, where I guess everybody probably heard it for the first time. You decided not to re-sign with the national wrestling Alliance and, uh, you'd become quickly a lot of people's favorite person on the show. What what can you tell us about that? Like, what do you feel comfortable talking about with uh, what, what's going on there? Well, I mean, my contract was up at the end of April. It was supposed to renew. Um, and then we just, I mean, we mutually went our separate ways. It's, it's I know it's to some people it's kind of like a left field thing. And uh, I, you know, totally get that as well, but. Some things you just have to like figure out on your own, and if you're too comfortable somewhere, you want to be uncomfortable. And ultimately, you know, I decided to go somewhere else where I can blossom and be bigger, and basically uh, take on a, a bigger, a bigger goal for myself than what I had previously. So. I gotcha. Um, no, you, you said it was supposed to resume. Like, I mean, did you, so obviously I'm not going to pry too deep, you know, more than you want to discuss, uh, specifically, but I mean, is there with you leaving, is it, uh, I know you said it's mutual, but do you feel good about everything or are you, you bitter about anything? How, like, how, how is Ricky feeling right now? Like as, no. all in all, I'm perfectly fine. I, don't if I didn't feel good about it I wouldn't have made the decision that I did so I sit in my my decision proudly 
Um, I know to some people that's dumb. I, I was reading some comments, a few comments online. I'm, I'm perfectly fine in it. I am okay. I didn't want to resign, so I didn't resign. I passed up guaranteed money during the pandemic. I'm very well, well aware of that. And if that is an inspiration to do what you want and take risks, then I don't know what it is. But if you aren't a person who's listening to this and who doesn't take risks and you just work a boring ass nine to five job all day and then try to talk about my decisions, then I think you need uh, to reevaluate. There's more to it than just what you think is going on. Uh, and there's no point in even dispelling that with other people because it ain't their business, you know? Sorry, I have to ask, just since the way you said that. I mean, Stroke Daddy has, like, uh, you know, the confidence and the swagger about him and that sort of thing. But I imagine that a lot of things that go into a decision like this, I mean, have to do with, like, opportunities you see yourself having, as well as, um, of course. you know, you just thinking that you're not. Uh, I don't know another way to say it than, like, I mean, clearly. I, we said this on our show. It's like at some point the value was not appreciated. Like you, you see yourself in a light that apparently wasn't matched. And uh, so I'm guessing that like, so do you have any hard feelings about any of that stuff? Um, I don't think it was a matter of me not seeing the value and being appreciated. I mean, that may have played a small part. Sure. I don't know, but that wasn't like a big factor or anything. There's just things that I want to do that I, ultimately planned to do and yeah that was it we couldn't agree on 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 the new contracts for may and so i just said thank you but no thank you and then i just walked away so i mean i get it like to people they're like oh the nwa was pushing you and this and that yeah that was fun that was great like they did that we both helped each other out i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them i'm not uh disputing that but there comes a certain point where I just don't want to. If here's the thing, bottom line is this: if I don't want to do something anymore, I don't have to do it. I just leave, and then I'll deal with the the consequences of that on my own terms. Well, you know what's funny, Ricky is like. I mean, you're you're talking about these comments and stuff that you see, and I don't know if you feel like you saw more of one or the other, but. I mean, for what I've seen, like through the this is the NWA stuff and everywhere else i mean i think anybody that watched you that was a fan of nwa and a fan of nwa power i i haven't talked to anybody who thinks that ricky starks is not going to be fine you know like everybody's yeah, like well, you know, ricky starks I, is good so you let know. me let me clarify that it was it wasn't that's why i meant like they were these comments were in the very small minority they weren't anything i don't focus on that i focus on the other um, reaction, which was something I didn't expect. I didn't expect to, to you know, tell that on Busted Open and then have people be like, damn, I'm super bummed out that Ricky isn't on there. I, for some reason, that never clicked with me and, and that being a possibility that would happen. So to see that, I did feel like, I was like, damn, man, I kind of kind of let some people, not let some people down in a sense, but. Uh, maybe disappointed a little people as far as not being there anymore because I know how that feels, especially growing up and seeing uh, certain wrestlers appear on different promotions. I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to miss them because it, it just won't be the same type thing. So I, I definitely understand. But uh, for those people, people who, who actually support me and actually care a lot, 
uh, I'll make it up to them some way, somehow. But, you know, sometimes you just got to, uh, yeah, the gravy train is good, but maybe I don't want gravy anymore. Maybe I want, maybe I want some hollandaise sauce or something, you know? (laughs) I like that. I think that a lot of people look at it as a uh, bittersweet thing. Like they know that you're fine. You're going to go on to bigger and better things and, and do all of that. And everybody's already, you know, speculating all over the place about what's going to happen next for, uh, for you. It's just that, yeah, you, you did from day one, you exploded onto the scene, beat Trevor Murdoch. And, uh, I mean, and that's not even counting like your time, like at NWA 70 or whatever. You just, people fell in love with, with Ricky Starks. And then the idea that Nick Aldis of all people is out there. Anybody who asks, he'll tell you Ricky Starks was the number one draft pick. You know, you were, I think for a lot of people, like the new talent, like the, the one that, you know, there were like established guys who were trying to re make a name for themselves. There are legends there who were, who have already had names and all of that stuff. But you were like the guy that like nobody or a lot of people didn't know before and came out of nowhere. And they're like, damn, where did they find this guy? You know? Yeah. And that's the funny thing about it. NWA never saw me have a match. They never saw a match with mine and they never saw promo before all of this. Ultimately what happened was they saw the vignette. Nick saw this vignette that I did and he showed it to him and he thought it was creative. And so he, he pitched it to him. So NWA 70 was the first time they ever saw me wrestle or hear me speak. And that was, you know, a little promo I did with Cornette at the time. I was whatever. But I think I really blew them away uh, on the, the second episode when I cut that promo after my match. I had a match and then I had to go and cut a promo on the fly. And it's just like, you know, you didn't think much. You didn't think you thought I was just baseline. OK, but then I do that and you're like, oh, snap. OK, well, we didn't expect that type stuff so i like having that um i like having people not know me beforehand and be like oh i'm very drawn into them because i can guarantee you i there is not anyone there isn't anyone right now at least on the scene or sign that's like me i don't want to hear no comparison to the the dream or anything like that speaking from the heart and, and speaking matter of factly there isn't anyone like me right now so I think when it comes to that, obviously I'm going to stand out and shine a lot more just because it's something new and refreshing, different than just some guy coming out in sunglasses and being like, hey, everyone, I look better than you, just to let you know I look good. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, anybody who's seen you on NWA Power, I don't I don't know how they would ever even think that you I you get total agreement from me there's nobody like Ricky Starks um and 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 man the promos you're talking about that I mean so the one that stands out the most to me just to reflect on it for a minute is uh obviously you you were the first modern television champion which is a cool feat in itself but that promo you cut after standing next to Kyle put a quarter in your Uh ass you played yourself all that stuff like that Man, that that the first day I saw that promo, man, it almost—I'm not even kidding—like it was gonna bring a tear to my eye. I was like, "This guy is magic! Like, what is that? That is the best thing I've ever heard." History has been made. The buildup's been for weeks now, even months. Ricky Stark standing next to me—you've said it from the moment you stepped foot in the NWA. You needed gold on that shoulder, and tonight, hard times. 
the first ever of this generation television champion. Man, let me tell you something about Hard Times. Hard Times is doing three matches in a night. Hard Times is going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Trevor Murdoch. Hard Times is standing right here before you. It's Hard Times for everybody now that Ricky Starks is the new TV champion. You understand what I'm saying? That's what Hard Times is. We in a new era right now. I'm the bridge. You know what I'm saying? I'm the bridge from the old to the new. If you got doubts about me, you better check yourself. If you're asking about me, you better ask yourself. All right? That's the thing. Nobody gonna stop this. It's been nine years in the making. Nine long damn years in the making, all right? You might as well call me a, a Tempur-Pedic how much all these people done slept on me, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about this. We're talking about crowning a new champion. We're talking about setting a new lineage and a new era. Everything in the past, hey, I salute you, but guess what? It starts with me and it starts right now. And there ain't nobody that can tell me different. You know why? Because I'm absolute Ricky Starks. I'm stroke daddy, Ricky Starks. Put a quarter in your ass because everybody who doubted me, you played yourself. Congratulations, champ. Well, um, I walked to the back and they, caught, they immediately grabbed me and I had to go do that. That's crazy, and so that was just like on the spot, huh? Well, I didn't have time to prepare, so yeah. It was, uh, I maybe had like, I don't know, 30 seconds to, to figure out what I was going to start off with or something. And then I just went at it. So that's the thing, man. I, I I like the pressure of it. And I like getting there and proving people wrong. Because at, at that point now, everyone talks about Nick Aldis and, and Eli Drake and Eddie Kingston as the top talkers of NWA. But it's a damn crime if I'm not included in that conversation and i think my promos forces your hand to put me in that com in the same conversation with those dudes i'm i'm good i'm just as good as nick Oz, if not better i'm just as good as eli drake if not better i'm just as good as eddie king if not better and i and i like those guys i respect them so i i just think that uh i came there i did what I had planned to do, which was try to be the bridge and also get more exposure and get myself over. And that's exactly what I did in a way. And no one can take that away from me, you know. And I'm, I'm very appreciative and proud of the time I had there. But eventually, you, you got to move on and move on upward. So is that how you're looking at it? Like, as far as, like you mentioned the exposure thing, like, do you feel like that there, this is an opportunity for you to just, it, like you had kind of hit the exposure level you were going to with the NWA and you're ready to shine brighter? Is that kind of the thought process for, for you? Sure. I think so. I like to a certain extent, obviously, but I just didn't, I don't know. I just wanted to venture out and try new things type thing. Um, my, my ideas are always bigger than than myself at the moment. They, they've always been like that. And uh, I know some people and, – and I don't want to be the guy who's like, no one no one believes in me. No one has uh, – I'm not – I don't want to be that guy who always thinks people are out to get him to try to make himself seem important. I, I'm not – I don't think you sound like that, man. Not Not at all. But I like to at least explain myself and let people know I'm not a very – traditional thinker in terms of plans and moves that I make. It's, it's, it's very unorthodox to people, but to me, they make sense and they always work out. 
So the goals and dreams that I have are a lot bigger than what I had, I don't know, like six months ago. So with that said, Ricky, like, do you have, I mean, like a specific path in mind right now, or it's just like you're gazing out over the field and just seeing what's there? Um, it's, <laughs> honestly, there's a lot of things I want to do that I could go. I want to make money. Okay. Uh, I want to make money and I want to be successful and I want to have the chance to prove that I can be a, a, a main event draw, like 100%. That's what I believe in. And so I think I'm only moving towards things that will only help facilitate that for me. And I'm not trying to listen to anything that, that does not propel me in that sense. I don't want to do a parallel move. Okay. I don't want to go backwards. I only want to, to move forward with things because my dreams are a lot bigger than just wrestling. I think about a whole bunch of stuff, uh, that I want to do that. I, I will. I told someone earlier, I want to, you know, who knows? I'm going to, I'll be in a Marvel movie. I'll, I'll play Gambit for freaking X-Men or something. There you go. That, that's that where I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. So you got to realize sometimes where you're at doesn't necessarily mean that's where you're stuck at. I mean, you just got to keep moving. No, I like that, man. I, and, and you, you obviously, I mean, you wouldn't be in the position you're already in if you didn't believe in yourself and have that kind of confidence. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to fault you for that. Nothing about you sounds like the guy who's just bitching and moaning or anything. It's just, uh, you know, things like this as fans, I guess you get it because you're, you've, have been a fan too. So everybody's just kind of curious, like what's going on? Like, you know, why, why did he decide? So just trying to get inside your, your thinking there a little bit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still a fan. So I definitely understand how it feels to have someone, because if you think about it, NWA is this little tight knit thing that people have seen from the ground up and seen it explode. So of course you're going to be invested in the, I don't even call them characters because there isn't a there isn't anything about me that's a character. Uh, you get invested in these people, and you know it sucks to kind of have that disrupted, especially during this time period where you really want some type of normalcy. And I get that now. Like after reading the comments, I, I totally understand it. But if anything, and I'm not saying you haven't or in, in any of the NWA fans, if anything, it's just a matter of support. Um, when I left. Nick was the only person to, to hit me up and, and, you know, text me. There are some other people, like, but, I mean, I'm not going to disclose that. But, yeah, Nick hit me up and, and told me, he goes, you know, even though you're gone, I, uh, it doesn't mean we still can't chat. And I, I really appreciate that. So, you know, stuff like that. That's cool. I, I think that, well, it's kind of. Good and bad, I guess. Because I mean, we look at things like we've been using the term on on our social media and stuff. The hashtag NWA fam, you know, we we look at it that way too. Like this uh, close knit group of people, and uh, so I'm sure it's it's there's people you're bummed out not to talk to or, or you know not to be working with as much anymore. Maybe like Nick or whatever. It's cool to hear that he still was uh, reaching out to you. I guess, let, let me ask you a couple of things before I let you go. Like, do you have, like, a favorite memory or a favorite couple of memories from your time in the NWA so far? Yeah, I do, actually. It's uh, it's Royce Isaacs having a complete meltdown over two missing rain energy drinks. <laughs> or do you mean... 
Or do you mean at this show? No, I mean whatever you want it to mean. No, that that already intrigues me. Like, what what is the story there? Oh, well, he had uh, someone borrowed rain. Uh, Zicky Dice borrowed rain uh, energy drinks for him, and then he woke up in the morning, and they weren't replaced because Zicky wasn't awake yet. And they had a little, little back and forth, and it was so cute and funny, and they're still good friends now. <laughs> No, no, those those kind of stories are fun and interesting. What what else? Like, I mean, as far as like, I guess the show too, or was it mostly the backstage stuff that that you valued the most? Like, as far as your time there. Oh, mm, let me think. What's a good memory? Hmm, I think a good memory for me was probably, but I think it was. Yeah, it had to be the the second episode where I finally got to talk. Yeah, just uh, uh, just being able to cut the first promo. Yeah, for sure. Like that was that was fun to me. I really loved having that uh, experience, at least because that really set everything off. Yeah. Did how did how did the crowd affect you like that that first time? Like, I mean, getting up there to talk. I mean, I, I assume wrestling is one thing, but then yeah, actually cutting that promo and the crowd being it, as close and everything. It was weird at first to go out and not have a reaction, but. You know, I think I'm in, I, I've been in those positions where no one knows who I am and they can't get a real r- read on me until I do something or I say something and then they go, ah, oh, okay, I get it. So, you know, I I didn't take it to heart when I didn't get a reaction because I knew afterwards that I'd be okay. And sure enough, you know, things went as they did. I think that's how I've, I've just gotten by in my life and in my career. It's like I can't just wait for people to – see something in me it's more of a matter of just one i i believe in myself because that's usually that's the only person i've had is, is myself uh but two you can't just sell something to someone if they really aren't trying to buy at the moment i, I go to stores and there's constantly people trying to get me to smell cologne and I'm, I'm not looking to buy cologne so i'm not going to be interested right but if that lady goes and sells something else that i am interested in like Oh, we have new shoes or suits or, okay, now you've, now you've piqued my interest. Now, maybe since you sold me on that, I'll, I'll buy your cologne because I'm invested in you now, not necessarily the product. You get what I'm saying? No, totally get it. I mean, what do you think looking back at, just to switch that last question up some, what will you miss the most as far as your time with definitely, the NWA? I definitely will miss the people that I worked with for sure. Uh, the locker room is a very great, funny, so helpful type of locker room. Um, I definitely will miss that, miss sharing Airbnbs with them too. So so we've covered, I mean, uh, a lot of people are bummed, uh, but this is the nature of the business. I don't think anybody, if Ricky Starks didn't keep you on your toes, guessing what was coming next, then he wouldn't be Ricky Starks. So um, I, I guess the last thing I would ask for Ricky is, is do you have Thanks. anything for, for all of the fans out there like that, that have loved watching you on NWA that are still NWA fans and obviously it'll still be Ricky Starks fans. Do, do you have anything you want to say to those, those kind of fans that are just sad to see you go like that? Yeah, honestly, I want to, I want to thank everyone first and foremost, because the, the support has been crazy. I, I can't thank everyone enough for that. But I also want to let people know that, you know, even though I may not be there, that doesn't mean that you can't catch me other places, right? Um, I'm still going to be myself. 
and very genuine. It's just on a bigger stage uh, to help out everyone else now. So not a matter of me. I'm not leaving really NWA. It's just you have to share me with millions of other people sooner or later. <laughs> and who knows what the future holds, right? Anything's right. Possible. I mean, just stay watching your, your cable TV or however y'all stream different shows from wrestling now. Just stay watching that. And then I, I think I think everything like it don't make sense. Nothing makes sense right now, but in due time it will for sure. Good, good. Well, Ricky, I again I appreciate you doing this. And for anybody who wants to follow Ricky on this journey, uh, which is going to be fun, I can I can see it already on Instagram. He's Starkey Baby, and on Twitter he's Starkman Jones. And don't forget about Ricky Starks dot big cartel dot com that's right didn't i get that right there you go yeah look you at this got it right nice. so from the, from the first time we talked ricky till now i'm hopefully getting even better at this so <laughs> <laughs> for sure you are <laughs> you uh you helped me along man and uh i am always going to be grateful for that and uh i i do want to say on the on the ricky starks dot big cartel dot com uh there's a lot of great products but one of those is that uh, 1-800-STARK-SIGN shirt, which the guy modeling that shirt, he looks familiar. The 1-800, the, the, you talking about the baby blue one? No, I'm talking about Sammy Guevara is on, I, I think I saw him on the site. Or did I, was he on the site? I oh. saw him somewhere and he was modeling that shirt. Yeah, yeah, that was on Twitter. I was like, I don't think I have a model on my my. Uh, you're right, sorry, my bad, my bad. See, I, I built myself up just to... Uh, throw it all away right there at the end <laughs> but uh but no he, he yeah so he has the shirt that's the that's the um the hotline operator shirt that's new i brought that back i know pe- people love black shirts me personally i don't care for black merchandise because i have enough black shirts as is uh but yeah he he definitely wears that that's not something i gave him he actually bought that and uh he sent me the picture of him in it, and I decided to post it. I've known Sammy for a very long time. Uh, a lot of people think uh, friendships are just built when someone on either side, you know, gets a, a big opportunity. But uh, yeah, I've I've known Sammy since what 2012. So I literally seen him come up in in the business. Um, so, but yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, he seems like a good dude. But uh, that photo is not a hint at anything, huh? No, a lot of people think so, but who knows? I mean, I the thing is this: everyone talks about me being friends with Sammy and AEW. I'm also friends with a bunch of people at WWE as well. So it's like, Woody, that doesn't that doesn't work in that sense. And if anything, how would Sammy be able to get anyone hired? Well, I mean, I don't know. He's he's part of the inner circle. They're like one of the hottest heel factions. Ah, that's right a now. good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? You never know. And 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 I've seen all kinds of rumors going around. Like uh, Ricky Starks is obviously trying to climb the ladder of success, and you know, there's ladders going to be involved in things upcoming, and you know. And yeah. So. Well, everything I do is a gamble, so I go. I have to put all my chips in and see what I can win. And sometimes I it doesn't work out, and sometimes it does. But it's all a matter about trying at least. Man, I ain't going to poke anymore at that. That's fun. There was one other thing I was going to ask you, but it just slipped my mind. Oh, well. Um, I, I, oh, I, I, what, I remember what I was going to say is like, I think part of the reason is not that people don't think you could go to WWE. It's that 
people can't picture WWE being able to know anything with what to do with Ricky Starks. I think that that's, that's right. it. <laughs> like they're just yeah, like, I, I, I've, I've heard of that too. WWE wouldn't do right by me. And, um, ultimately that is a place I will go. Cause I have, I have dreams and goals that I want to accomplish there. Just, just for the fact of I've always had them. And so, you know, that's something that I'm going to have to, to cross and deal with when I get there. But along the way, that doesn't mean I can't build up my armor and and be prepared uh, to deal with, with certain battles there. So, you know, I, trust me, it's not lost on me. I get it. Some of the sentiments the fans share, I have the same I have the same sentiments, too. But it's a little bit different when you're in it and you have to think about a whole bunch of other stuff about life. This isn't just an easy... I work at freaking Google now and I'm just I'm going to go work at Amazon. It's not that simple. So I got gotcha. you. Brother, we are going to be watching uh and waiting and excited to see you pop up wherever you pop up. And then hopefully I'm just going to say it for everybody. We we also will still hope that someday you pop back up in the NWA at some point. Uh <laughs> maybe to get that win back on Zicky Dice or something. But uh well, I mean, honestly, Zicky is a great champion. He won cleanly. He won fair and square. So it seems that, you know, he just was the better man that day. So who knows? Maybe um, maybe like Caleb Connolly or, or Matt Cross can finally compete for the uh, TV title and, and see where that takes him. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, man. All right, Ricky. Well, we won't hold you up anymore. Uh, everybody in the NWA thanks you and loves you, and and we appreciate you uh, giving us this time to to at least get to hear from you. Of course, man. I, I always I always help y'all out if if I can. So I appreciate everyone having kind words and having my back when people say otherwise, and I, I can't thank you enough for that.